is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey guys, it's Leash, and welcome to another episode of Car Confessions. It is Friday night, what date is this? December 15th, and I am in Washington Heights. And if you know anything about New York and Washington Heights, it is a very busy neighborhood, particularly down the hill. So like down the hill, meaning like Broadway and going east is crazy busy. And I just left that part of the Heights and man, it's a lot. Very, very busy, very congested. It's also the holiday season. There's a lot of uh, stores down there, like retail, and so people are shopping for the holidays, so that just makes it even more congested. But nevertheless, I'm glad I am, like, away from that part of the area right now because of, because of the busyness. Um, normally, I don't mind being in that area because I love the, um, the people of the Heights, um, the black and brown people of the Heights on that side of town are everything because like you, their culture is just smacks you right in the face. You can't deny it. It's just there, their customs, food, everything. The culture is just like, bam, it's amazing. I love it. And so I always love being on that side of town. Um, just to experience that, um, in its purest form, it's like bringing the Caribbean, um, or Latina culture. I don't even want to say Latina. I mean, I, I think it's another, it's another thing too. It's like all these titles, whatever. The point of it is, it's bringing that Caribbean, Spanish infused Afro culture right here in New York City. Um, the island culture, right? I don't know if I'm saying all this right, but the point of it is. That's what I feel. I, like I feel like I'm stepping right into DR or Puerto Rico or something like that when I'm over there, and it's just it's it's great. Anyway, I digress. Um, I just I just finished listening to an audiobook, or I actually I listen to audiobooks all the time, but I just finished listening to The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, and if you've never read the book, if you've never listened, if you're an audiobook person like myself, I encourage you to definitely listen to this book. Um, anyone, right? I would encourage black women, if you haven't listened to it, to definitely take a listen to it. But everyone should have the opportunity to read or listen to this amazing book. It is unreal on so many levels and it, it it resonated with me in a way that I didn't know that it would um when I first started listening to the book and so if you're going to listen to it on audible uh it's roughly seven hours or so of listening but um I started listening to this book maybe like two days ago and just finished it and when I tell you the tears just instantly started and it wasn't anything that was like super super like 
tragic in a way that it, that it would just, you know, you're instantly into this sad experience. The tears were flowing because it reminded me so much of my family, like my elders that have gone on, have transitioned, um, and stories that I used to hear them talk about um, as black people living in the Jim Crow era. Um, It's unbelievable. Uh, The racism, obviously, is one issue. Um, The sense of beauty and what beauty has been portrayed as in our society for so many years. Uh, Blonde hair, blue eyes, hence the name of the bluest eye. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I feel like this work is so important for so many people to listen to for several reasons, because it it opens up a conversation around beauty and shame and worthiness and all the things that make up someone being themselves, being uniquely themselves uh, without all the, um, how do you say it? Like, without all of the crap that we've been taught is society, like, socially acceptable. There you go. Like, I think about it now. Like, I think about the idea of hairstyles, right? Growing up, I relaxed my hair. Like I, I used what was called relaxer. What it did was it relaxed the curls in my hair so it could be straight, so I could assimilate into white culture. So I would present um, in a way that wasn't, uh, you know, going against the grain as it relates to what we know as appropriate. Um, and how we present ourselves professionally and all the other things, right? So I did that for years. I relaxed my hair for years, and I thought that's what we were supposed to do because that's what the women in my family did for years. Uh, We were told that that's what you needed to do in order to fit in, right? And to be a part of society, you relax your hair. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Like... Hello. Um, and then something clicked for me. Actually, my sister, who has passed on, uh, I believe she was the first woman in, in my life um, and in my family that I saw actually uh, rebel against that. I mean, she did relax her hair at one point, but then she stopped. She started really owning who she was as a African descendant uh, and embracing everything about her, right? Um, Down to her hair. And for people who have never experienced that, 
um, have never had to worry about <clears throat> something so that you would think that's so um, minuscule, like hair, right? For example, uh, being a thing that can make or break you. You're probably thinking, like, what? Your hair? Yeah, my hair. Our hair. Black women, brown women who have coily, kinky hair. Um, it was a thing. It was an issue to wear your natural hair, <clears throat> to have your hair even braided. Uh, that was taboo. Um, and so to see women in my life that actually did that, like I said, my sister was the first that I saw do that. I thought, wow, she is radical. And she even went as far as to like lock her hair at one point. Um, it was just mind blowing in a way. It was like, oh my gosh, like you're completely going against the grain. Like, who does this? Like, what are you doing, right? And then as I got older and I realized, one, that these products were terrible for us health-wise and two it's like what is wrong with me like what is wrong with who I am who I naturally am what is so threatening about me that I have to completely change who I am in order for others to feel comfortable with me being a society like really think about that like that is it's the craziest thing to think of, but it really comes down to that. It's like, what about me is this jarring and threatening, like I said, and just so outlandish in a way that I have to completely alter myself? And some people could be thinking, oh, completely? Really, Alicia? Yes. Because our hair defines us on so in so many ways, right? It can, can change how you look completely. Completely. Like, seriously. And when I did go natural and start wearing my hair as my natural hair, I felt freer than I've ever felt in my life. Seriously. And I can't describe I can't describe it. It allowed me well, let's just start here. Let's let's start from the beginning with it. When I did it initially, I was scared. I was scared. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what are people going to think?" Or, you know, will I be judged? Will something happen? You know, like, all the thoughts came up. Let's just be serious. And when I decided to just go out and just wear my hair, like, my hair, the anxiety that was going through my body and the um, paranoia that I was feeling it was real. Like, it was so real because I just didn't know what people were going to do, think, say, feel. I had no idea. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but what I did know deep down was that I was tired. 
was tired of faking the funk. Like, this is not me. Like, me, like, who I am as a person, how I present in this world, this is not it. I am pretending to be something to appease white America. And that's crazy. That's crazy. And I shouldn't even just say white America, but that whole white supremacist ideology. I am putting myself in a position to create comfort for them because of the threat of who I am. And once I resisted that, it changed the game completely on so many things. And I'm continuing to unfold things in my life that I have been told is considered beauty and it's based off this whole white supremacist culture. It's heart it's heartbreaking and it's aggravating and it's confusing on so many levels. You said take it back to this book. And to know the characters in this book experienced those thoughts and feelings of not being good enough, not being pretty enough, not being worthy. I carry that. And I've started to release those things. But it's like, this is generational. Like, generations of people who have felt this and, and, and experienced this and lived it for so long that it was ingrained into our everyday lives. And so, because it was so deeply embedded in who we were, we had no choice in our minds but to succumb to it so we could just survive. And I have decided to thrive and be me and be authentically me. And I'm still on that journey of being authentically myself. Um, Because knowing the story of the bluest eye and how it ends, I won't share that. I have no choice at this point in my life but to be me. And what is me, I'm still learning. But as of today, I am a beautiful black lesbian woman that has so much love and compassion that is quirky and crazy and silly and serious and and sometimes overly dramatic. I'm all the things that don't that, that most people don't see when they see me, when they see someone that looks like me. It's, it's never an idea of that's the, that's the model of quote-unquote beauty, right? But I am reclaiming that for all of us, for all black and brown women who just don't feel like we are seen as beautiful. And not just this whole, you know, oh, 
were on Vogue magazine or were, you know, with this mod, nothing like that, but just seen as a beautiful being inside and out. Not just the physical, but just having human characteristics that allow us just to exist and be a part of the human race. I'm calling that back for us. We have the right to feel seen and heard and loved and cared for. I don't need to be the strong one anymore. I don't need to be that tough black woman. Because at the the end of the day, I never really was. I just had to portray that in some ways because that was what was presented to me as such. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be soft. I want to be gentle. I want to be taken care of. I want to be beautiful. And I am all of those things. And for those who still struggle with those things being true in your life, I just dare you to just start saying that you are what you want to be because you are those things. It's just you believe in it. And I feel like the more that we put that in the forefront of us being our authentic selves and presenting authentically, tides will change. Not overnight, but tides will change. I believe that. Y'all, definitely take the time to listen, to read, or whatever you do in terms of like consuming information, books, The Bluest Eye, Toni Morrison. Um, shockingly, it's my first time reading it that I can remember. I think it's my first time reading this book. And um, it's changed me. It's changed me. And it's really allowed me to take a look at how so many things over time in the in terms of the black experience has been dismissed and continues to be dismissed because if our humanity is exposed in the way of us being actual beings that are like every other human being then what's left but to treat us like human beings like any other black and brown group that is being treated as if they're not human beings. If we start seeing that humanity and really honing in on the human points of that person, that individual, and that's just their skin color, their religion, their, you know, national, like whatever, right? If we take them out of this category and see that person and see that all of those people in these categories, right, are just people trying to just live their best lives. It changes the game on so many levels. It really does. Oh my gosh, guys. Um, I'm home. <laughs> but um, I just had to share that because it is time for us to start seeing each other as humans and stop judging one another based off what 
we think is acceptable because it might not be acceptable in someone else's eyes, right? This whole, these, all these quote-unquote social norms have been created. And let's allow new opportunities to come in, especially ones that are not causing harm to anyone else. It's just a different experience. It's just, just a different way of seeing things sometimes. It's okay. It's okay. You know? I love y'all. And I'm going to go in here because it's Friday. I'm tired. And I want to chill out. But take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next week. for tuning in to this week's car confessions on the Udemy podcast. Please rate and review the show. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already and share this particular episode with someone you love. I love y'all and keep on keeping on. I love you. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.